With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's going on, everyone, and welcome into the Pelicans podcast presented by CK. Glad you can join us on this Monday. It is media day, and we're officially one week away from the Pelicans' first preseason game against the Atlanta Hawks. Daniel Salerson alongside Pelicans.com writer Jim Eikenhofer and the new radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini, who makes his Pelicans podcast debut. How fired up are you, Todd, to get going here? Well, Happy New Year to you, gentlemen. I am pretty excited uh, thanks for having the rookie on the new podcast, and hopefully I can hold up my end of the bargain. Do we need to do any rookie hazing, Jim? You know, a lot of the rookies we've Ooh. seen wear Hello Kitty backpacks or bring donuts onto the plane. Do we need to start coming up? We have a week now till the first road trip. Do we need to start coming up with some stuff I'm very time? disappointed in myself that I haven't, I haven't even thought about that yet, so that's a good idea. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with some funny stuff and hopefully post every single thing we do on social media so yep. i will take all hazing i i'm i'm actually expecting it see so i was a rookie on the road last year as well and i i avoided i don't think i didn't get hmm. anything maybe i got sick but that's about <laughs> it on one of the road trips so todd you might walk away scotch-free here so let's hope so i, I think the greatest hazing though would be uh sticking you with a with a check oh. at, at dinner wow somewhere <laughs> that that to me would be the ultimate and that would be a uh a scary thought. Some of the places that we might be going on the road this year. I was about to say, it better be at McDonald's or something like that, and not. Gibson <laughs> I can State afford House a quarter pounder. Okay, fair enough, guys. But again, this is uh, the Pelicans podcast. So what we've done this year, if you notice on the Saints side, we've separated the two. Um, obviously, the Saints podcast hasn't been going on since training camp with Caroline Gonzalez and John DeShazer. And Caroline will join us throughout the season as well as JD. But we're going to have a ton of representatives here on this podcast between Jim, Todd, the new television crew, Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels. Um, we're going to have reporters from around the league, some local reporters. We're going to have some fun on this podcast. It will still be with you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, whether we're on the road or at home here and so we're very excited to kind of focus everything on the Pels and let's just talk about the fact that this is media day guys and you know it's been a long journey since mid-April when the Pelicans announced the hiring of David Griffin Never since then it feels like um, everything that we've touched has turned to gold basically and now I'm kind of excited to get going here. I tell you, um, I woke up at like 7.15 this morning and as you know better than almost anyone I'm a notorious late uh sleeper getting in here yes, at 8 30 is usually a, a chore for me sometimes so i mean i'm just fired up i'm i'm so ready to go i knew that was there was no going to be no reason to set an alarm today because 
I mean, there's just so much excitement across the board. And I feel like today is kind of the culmination of basically five months of, of excitement that grew throughout the, the summer, going back to the draft lottery. There, there's just, it's, I mean, we could sit here forever just talking about all the positive things that happened this offseason, probably the best offseason any team had in the NBA. So I'm definitely ready to go. Well, I know it's been a much longer road for you gentlemen going back to just kind of riding out the string at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty fortunate in the sense that I was able to walk mm-hmm. into this situation. Uh, really, the first thing I did as the quote-unquote new voice was – uh, going to the draft night uh, at, at Fulton Square and just being there and being with the season ticket holders and seeing the energy that's around this organization right now, it's awesome. Especially if you're a if you're a basketball fan in this town or if you're just a a, a New Orleanian who's looking to root for a basketball team. And you know, since I've been here in July, uh, you just feel it. I, I mentioned this to the new season ticket holders. Uh, the other night in the in the in the practice facility, it, it's just you feel the vibe, you feel the energy when you walk into that building each and every day, and you just hope that it will translate to what we're going to see on the basketball court because you you talk about off the court stuff. I mean, it's it's been a plus 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 plus. And we'll get to the off court stuff in a second, but I do want to talk about kind of the hype surrounding this team. And you talk about probably one of the best off seasons in the NBA. Is this the most hyped? this city has been for this basketball team since 02? I think so. I mean, I got here in 05. I, I wasn't here for the very, very beginning. I, I know Todd was in, in the role that he was in. Um, but throughout the time that I've been here, I mean, I would say it is, and it's it's a different excitement too. It's it's kind of like um, there's there have been years where the team has done well, obviously. There, there were a couple of years where they made it to the second round of the playoffs, and co- following that season – the next year there were really high expectations. Um, I think this is a little different because it, it's almost like the excitement of just of so many possibilities. It's not like you're going into the season saying they have to win this amount of games, they have to go this far, or it's a disappointing year. I think it's really just one of those things where it's like um, you know a, a gift, a present that you're opening up, and you just don't know what it is. I think it's that kind of excitement as far as just the optimism and, and the, the excitement overall for what this team is going to be. I think the difference between, you mentioned, Jim, going back to O2, it was really Charlotte's team. They mm-hmm. came in, and you, you knew what the team was. They were a playoff team at the time. But, you know, you're thinking Charlotte Hornets, not New Orleans Hornets. It, it's This is New Orleans' team now. Yeah. And, again, with David Griffin coming on board, it, with the roster being completely overhauled, so to speak, and you know, a couple of guys are back. But, still, this is just a brand-new team, and it's – I'll say it, our team. I mean, this is New Orleans' team. S- clean slate, Daniel. You've, you've talked about this a bunch while we've you know, been watching workouts and, and just sitting around talking basketball. This is – you're so right, Jim. We don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you this much, just watching these guys uh, for the last few weeks – Whatever it's going to be, wins and losses, it's going to be entertaining. I can tell you that much. You know, what's crazy is you talk about how many new faces we'll see on this team. The fact that so many of the outsiders, I want to say outsiders, the ones that haven't been on this team before, have embraced the city so far in the first few months. We've seen it from Josh Hart talking about all the food, and now he has to hire a private chef because he's been eating (laughs) a lot of the great New Orleans food here. You talk about the rookies with Nikhil and Jackson and Zion going around there campus tour going to an LSU game going to Tulane game and stuff and and you haven't you've seen it from past players 
but you really haven't seen it from past players, I would say. And the fact that we haven't even played a basketball game yet, and there's so many people already, you know, already bought into what's been told for them and what's kind of been going on. Yeah, I mean, the rookies to me have done a phenomenal job of doing that, and I'm sure we'll get into this as as training camp goes on, but I've been super impressed by their maturity and just the way that they handle everything. I, I feel like, and again, this is something we'll discuss later more down the road, but just there were specific reasons why those three guys were picked. Obviously, Zion was a no-brainer, but the other two guys that were picked in the first round, um, the way that they understand um, their approach to everything, their prof- professionalism, even at their young age, I think was a huge um, reason why they were picked. Um, and, and just it's been with Josh Hart – you mentioned the quote that he said about how he has to hire a chef. I'm amazed at a lot of things about Josh Hart as far as his first few months on the roster, but that was really funny to me personally because I tweeted that out expecting people to like it and figure it was, you know, it was a very appropriate New Orleans thing to say, but it got 1,500 likes or something like that. A lot of national attention, too. I saw it got picked up. It kind of spawned a bunch of different stories, so that kind of blew me away. I I definitely wasn't expecting that, but it's – that was a good example of just the way that he's he he kind of gets it as the people say. It's been marketing 101. These guys have done everything right and we've said it time and time again. This is a very provincial city and if you're coming from the outside, if you love this city, it will love you back tenfold and these guys have done it before even stepping one foot on a court yet. So, uh it's got you got to believe it's going to continue. And as the season progresses and the wins pile up, it's going to get even better as far as the love relationship between player and, and city and fan base. And I feel like it starts with David Griffin up top because he talked about embracing this city during his opening press conference back in April. And ever since then, the trickle down effect has gone all the way down from the players to the staff. I mean, we've seen it in voluntary workouts, just the players that are all 20 of them attended, which, as Alvin said, as he's never seen before here uh, since he's been here, or even around the NBA. He's coached here for forever. Um, that is a lot to be said about David Griffin and his leadership so far. I know it's basketball, Jim and Daniel, but every time I hear David Griffin speak, you want to run through a wall. It's like, <laughs> it's like let's go, let's go. He is, He's just been a master motivator and – it's a pleasure just to be around and listen to him address whoever it may be on a day-to-day basis. I would go back to the very first day that he was here where he did his press conference. And, you know, anytime there haven't been that many different GMs, even in the entire time I've been here, anytime you have a new guy coming in, you know that there's going to be a change and there's going to be a, a the things are going to feel differently. But the, the very first, I would say, you can't even really call it a speech, but it kind of was during his press conference where he talked about you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. And he said a bunch of other stuff that made people so motivated to get started on the season, even though we knew we were a long ways away. And I think even for fans who probably watched that press conference who weren't here but watched it on video were were just immediately taken by the way that he approaches things. And to me personally, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way, a lot of the things that he said on that first day were ex- it, it set exactly the right tone as far as getting past last season, moving on, seeing that there was optimism and seeing that the future was going to be different. And so um, just he's just been so impressive, I think, all the way through these first five months that he's been on the job. 
Well, let's talk some basketball, shall we? I know there is no basketball being played today as it is media day here. So, of course, you can watch all that live streamed on Pelicans.com. They'll have every player's press conference, um, including head coach Alvin Gentry and David Griffin. Tomorrow we'll start the basketball training camp all week long, open practice on Saturday, and then the team will travel to Atlanta on Sunday and get ready to play the Hawks in a two-game road trip starting on Monday. But the SeatGeek question of the day Stop storylines going into this offseason or going into training camp because when you look at training camp and you look at preseason, you know, storylines for a lot of teams, it's usually who's going to be that 15th man or who's going to make the roster or how many of these invites are going to stick with it. But it seems like the roster for the most part is pretty much set, Todd. What are some of the biggest storylines for you heading into training camp? I think there's one storyline and it is going to be how Alvin Gentry is going to manage minutes, manage rotations. Again, I'm a, I'm a rookie here. You guys have seen a lot of basketball in the last few years. I would venture a guess that the, that the Pelicans have never been this deep, and that's a good problem to have. How Alvin Gentry is going to mix in the rotations, who is going to start games, who, who are going to be the guys who are going to finish games uh, at the end. That, to me, is it. And it's going to be fascinating, especially in the preseason. Uh, how he's going to manage guys' minutes in the preseason. You know, you got five preseason games, and, and you got to believe, I mean, they're going to be very, very important, even going into uh, the opener in Toronto. But whoever says, boy, NBA preseason, eh, you know, whatever. No, it is far from whatever in New Orleans because it's going to mean something. Yeah, I agree 100% that that's the biggest thing to watch during training camp and during preseason. I mean, just with the guards, there's so many guards on this roster, for example, that you think – this guy's got to play a lot because he either has a ton of potential or he's already shown that he's a good player in the NBA um, across the board and other positions as well. There's just so many players that you look at. And I would say um, this is the, the deepest team I think we've seen since I've been here in terms of going into the season. You don't have I, I think there's a general framework that people look at as far as who they think is going to start, but it's not set in stone. And I think there's a lot more questions in terms of the rotation maybe that that we, than we've ever had going into the season, but that's in a good way. I think there's been a lot of recent years where there, the question marks about the rotation were, is this guy good enough to step into that eighth man, seventh man role and be able to produce? We're not sure. Whereas this year it's like you, you just have more guys than, than you quote-unquote need to fill the, the top nine or ten spots in the rotation. So, I mean, there's going to be some guys that I think – aren't going to play it just it's it, this is just reality I mean this you can't play 12 13 guys there's going to be some guys I think at the beginning of the regular season that were that people are like man this guy deserves to be on the court based on what he's done and he's not and that stinks but I, I also think um part of the the selection of the guys that they brought in I think will help because you have good people you have guys that aren't selfish and so I think that that might be beneficial to the coaching staff and the team overall to know that there are certain guys that aren't going to play, but they're just the kind of people that they are. They're going to be able to deal with that. Well, Jim, we're getting the chemistry going already because he just said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> there will be guys who are very talented who are going to be on the bench. And I think that pretty much sums it all up. And I think we're sure. all on the same page because I was going to bring up chemistry as my next topic. And that word chemistry, especially in preseason, such a cliche a little bit with trying to get the right chemistry, especially with so many players that are on the roster, and especially with this team when there's so many new pieces. 
is that an overrated word for the preseason trying to find chemistry when there's so many things you have to worry about with a new system with a bunch of new players or is that just as important as the minutes being played with this ball club i'll tell you what i'm not sure if i mean this specifically to this pelicans team but in general i don't think i've ever been a bigger believer that 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 chemistry is important than i do now and i think one example there's a bunch of them that you could come up with from last season but boston people thought that you know, you, you, you have a couple guys coming back from injury. They made the conference finals the year before. It's going to be automatic that they're going to be just as good or better than they were. They were worse. Um, so I, I think there's there's obviously two major parts of chemistry, too. One of them is on the court. The pieces fit together. And the other is off the court. Do guys get along and stuff like that? I think from everything we've seen, and obviously there's no way to measure this, and it's super early, but everything we've seen, I think off the court, the chemistry has been outstanding. It seems like the guys get along really well. There's been such buy-in in terms of what Todd talked about it, in terms of having so many people here that have been already here to work out early. So um, now I think the on-court part comes into play where you have to figure out you know, where all the pieces fit together, and especially not only just the roster and the personnel, but also – in terms of Elvin Gentry's system of how it all fits together. Yeah, that to me was the key, just the roll call of the quote-unquote voluntary workouts. Everybody was here at some point, and for the most part, they all participated in, in what you would call scrimmages and just going up and down the floor. So that's how you get chemistry on the court. Uh, I think the off-the-court stuff is going to take care of itself, but the fact that so many guys have been here for so long, even prior to training camp, uh, that gives them a head start in that aspect. Does a lot of that on-the-court chemistry come in training camp where fans don't get to see that much when there's two-a-days and stuff? A lot of that because I feel like that's where a lot of that grunt work and that chemistry gets built up is you might not see it in these five preseason games, but I feel like you – this is where you're going to start seeing it in these training camp practices for a week straight. Yeah, I think it definitely comes into play during training camp, but in some ways even more so during the voluntary workouts because it's a little bit less structured. There's a little bit more time, I think, to do stuff away from basketball, whether it's to go, as we kind of referenced earlier, to as a group go to the LSU football game, go to the Saints game together, go out to eat. Um, once you get into training camp and then the preseason schedule, it's a, the time constraints come into play a little bit more because you have travel and you have road games and stuff like that. So, but um, but I do think that uh, you know, that's something that we'll look look for in the next week as far as practices, and then once we get into preseason games. Uh, I also think it's interesting too that training camp is going to be held here in the Oshner Sports Performance Center. You know, some teams like to travel, get away. I know. We've done that in the past, mm -hmm. going up to the Greenbrier, but I like it being here. Now, if they ever want to have training camp in Hawaii, I'm not going to <laughs> argue it. Clippers have done that. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Stan Sheriff Center, that's a that's a tremendous facility for basketball. Been <laughs> You've there done before. your scouting report. I, on I've been, been there before. <laughs> and Charlotte Hornets are doing theirs in, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, so there are there is something to be said about some teams that do go away and kind of get away from – um, well, not the media. The media will travel there. But, you know, get away from the home facility and try to get that bonding going. I, I think right now, though, it needs to be here just to keep the New Orleans perspective going. And honestly, too, with all of the renovations exactly. that they did, right. it had to be. I mean, it makes so much sense to have everything here, the improvements that they've made. So, I mean, it was probably a no-brainer to have camp here. And the media is going to get a look at the improvements today because no one's really seen what we have seen in the last few weeks. And 
it's, and I know you guys know it a lot better than I do. It's been a complete transformation of, of that facility. It looks completely different. And from what we see on the courts, I mean, it's not even half of what you see behind there, but even in that gym, I mean, you've been in that facility yeah. more than anyone that it just looks completely different. Even when you walk in. Yeah. It's funny that, um, just to use one random example that, you can see you can you can see into like the cold tub area where where they had before um that was all walled off there's a lot of a lot of those areas were walled off from each other so now you can sit in the bleachers i'm not sure how many people are familiar with the exact layout but the bleachers that are at the very far side of the gym you can see from the, those those that seating area all the way through the weight room the workout areas the cold tub areas so it's just um just a, a lot better um set up the way they have it now of course, our Seeky question of the day, we had it earlier. We'll hear that every single time. And also, we'd like to let you, the fans, uh, provide us with some Seeky questions of the day. Once we get rolling here, we'll start offering those on Twitter, or you can tweet us about what you want to hear from a certain guest that we may have, or any of us as we lead into um, the preseason here. It's, it's hard to talk basketball because we haven't really watched a lot of basketball, but we will get into that leading into Monday's game against the Hawks. Of course, trying to find tickets to basketball games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place, search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek. With confidence and best of all, all listeners will get $20 off their first purchase in the SeatGeek app. Use code GOPELS at checkout. Again, this is just for our listeners here. $20 off first purchase of the SeatGeek app. Use code GOPELS. SeatGeek. Let's go. All right. So before I wrap things up here for this Media Day Monday, any final thoughts from you two leading up to training camp these next few days and heading into the preseason next week? I'm just ready to get yeah. it going, guys. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel, but... Uh, it's been a long time coming for me personally. I've been wondering what in the heck to do with myself because I'm usually four football games in <laughs> in a college football season. So uh, hopefully I remember how to do this. Daniel and Jim, I, I think I'll you know figure it out at some I think point. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, I'm just I'm just ready to get it going. Yeah, I mean I'm the same way. I, I'm I'm just really happy today just to to finally be at this point. I mean, it's been amazing to me having been here as long as I have to see the reaction of fans this summer to see people talk about how excited they are for the season to get started and for you know I know we're pumped for the open practice that's coming up and the first preseason game or the the, the one home preseason game I'm I'm excited to see what the what the reaction and what the attendance is going to be at those because I know it's going to be through the roof so um, just just really excited to get started here, and I can't wait to find out more about this team and all the different players. There's nine new players on the 15-man roster, so today the biggest emphasis for me today is to just learn as much as I possibly can. And keep in mind, four of the five games are televised in preseason. I don't mm. think that's happened before here. Two nationally televised games, or three if you include NBA TV, but one on ESPN, one on TNT, and something that hasn't been done in a while here, a local broadcast Friday, October 11th, against the Utah Jazz, but of course, you can listen to every single game on our new flagship station, ESPN 100.3 New Orleans, and Todd and I will have every preseason game for you, and JD will join us for the home game in Utah. Guys, here we go. Let's do it.
Let's go. WBD, baby. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even get into that today. There's so we'll, much. We will we'll, we'll get into that. I'm excited to talk about that as well as we, as we progress. It won't bow down. It's been a huge hit already. I'm sure you've seen it all over the city. The, the team has done a good job of uh, these screens that you can see on different, uh, different buildings around the city, and it's mm-hmm. been really cool, and especially Zion yesterday on Sunday Night Football. Uh, just seeing him, how he's embraced the city, it's been awesome to see. But again, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. We'll have a, a day of training camp to digest, and then we'll get you ready for that preseason game on Friday and on Monday. For Jim, Todd, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeking.